This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Wait. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> X-Wing. Who is it? Red 5. <laughs> Luke? <gasps> no, they wouldn't. Oh my God. They wouldn't. Do they dare? Oh my God. I'm shook. I'm shook. I'm shook. I'm shook. No way. I'm shook. Well, holy shit. This is the way. As the Mandalorian delivers on his bounties, the trio of Sean, Mike, and Damien deliver on their analysis, in-depth dialogue, and opinionated ideas as the team bands together to break down all that is Disney Plus's The Mandalorian Season 2. This is... We have spoken. We are back with chapter 16, the finale titled The Rescue. Sean, Damien, Mike of the We Have Spoken subsection of Star Wars by the MRC Tech. I think. We came up with a name. It sounds like we've confirmed it. I'm actually waiting on Mike to confirm it. He's put it into his his brain processor. He's swirling it about. He's mind-melding with other beings around the world. I just literally need him to say yes, and then we have confirmed, which, which would be the 2021 new name of Star Wars by the MRC Tech. We'll see. You'll just have to find out. We're three days away from Christmas. If you celebrate it, happy holidays, everybody. We're in our festive gear. I'm in a lovely sweater vest provided by Ryan Simmons of the Ion Ryan Show, who put this up on our Sinister Six uh, thing. And since I just scour Facebook all the time, I said, I'll take it immediately. Take it. Give it. Thank you. Give it. Uh, Damon's in his sweater. I think it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. And we've got Mike in his Feliz Navidad sweater t-shirt. It's a three-quarter. It's a three. It's, it's even. It actually. He's ready for baseball season. It actually folks. was a, a sweatshirt last year, but he bulked up, and now it's a three-quarter. <laughs> so you can put that in your brain. So welcome back, guys. We've made it. What a journey. We actually started early in this season. We didn't just go into Chapter 1. This is technically, I want to say, Episode 10, maybe 9, uh, because we've done each episode, and we did our hopes and hope nots, and we're going to revisit, or we're going to retrospective an episode later down the line and sort of react to our own uh, unforeseeable, terrible predictions of Season 2, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for that. We'll probably, I mean, there's a holiday coming up. Maybe we probably don't even have to take off because by the time next Monday rolls around or next Tuesday rolls around, it'll be post-holiday and and we'll be back at it, to be honest with you. What a day, you know, what a day to actually record three days before Christmas because while you're listening in and drinking your hot cocoa with Baileys and toasting marshmallows on your stovetop, I don't know, why would you do that? That's dangerous. Uh, you'll be listening to We Have Spoken, Chapter 16, The Rescue. So, as always, we're going to start this podcast off with our highlights. We will then go to our grievances. We're going to air <laughs> our grievances, our lows. We're going to talk to our noticements. Uh, we'll, we'll sort of pick out some lines of dialogue that 
that showed us some passion in the episode. I've got a lot of one-sentence summaries from the public. We're going to be shouting some people out for responding. Uh, we'll get, reveal our one-sentence summaries. We're going to talk about last week's past predictions. It's not good. And we'll talk about the future of the show and all that it has to offer. Hey, I'm ready. Are you ready, Damien? Ready to go. Mike, are you ready? No, I got to go to the bathroom real quick. Okay. No, I'm ready. And <laughs> signal battle stations. <laughs> okay. It never gets old. It never gets old. The battle alarm is so good. All right. We're going to start off with our highlights. Damien, we usually steal these from you. We're going to start off with you. You get to lead us off in highlight land. We're super excited. Uh, first off, before we even get into there, let's rate it on a scale, a numerical scale, one to ten. Damien, what do you got? Oh man, I mean, between the action, the nostalgia, I had a couple minor. I don't think it's a perfect episode, but also I love it. So, just based rating from my heart, I'm giving it ten. Oof, Mike. Yeah, I'd probably say the same thing. Like, it's not the the perfect episode because there are some things that you know Mike's gripes got to have some. <laughs> but I'd I'd put it in the the nine point five ten area too, just out of how awesome it was. For sure, for sure. And uh, just to be different, I'm going to give it a nine. And that's just the way I'm going to go. I'm not going to give any reasons because we're about to go through all the reasons. So let's see if you agree with us. We've got a 10, a 9.5, maybe 9.75, depending on how Mike's feeling later in the episode, and a solid 9. We're going to strike a single point off. I'm a mean teacher before the holidays. You have to be mean. That's how you keep them in line on the, on the opposite side of the year. So our highlights, Damien, we're going to start with you. I know you like to start with number three. What is your third highlight? So my third highlight was uh, Moff Gideon being the man with a plan in this chapter. He knew what was going to happen. It's like, okay, oh, wait, you found me. Oh, no. Well, I guess we have to battle now. And just seemingly lost the fight on purpose because he knew the ramifications of what that would be if Mando claimed the Darksaber from him in battle. So number three, Moff is the man with the plan. That is my number three as well. <laughs> yes. And I put it down as Moff Gideon's long game. Mm -hmm. okay, his long game. And uh, for all the reasons you say, it's wonderful. It's actually going to lead us into our first line drop. Let's take a listen. A friendly piece of advice. Assume that I know everything friendly piece of advice <laughs> assume that i know everything in fact i am moff gideon in most cases <laughs> mike did you have moff gideon in your top three i loved moff gideon and i loved the the slow play and the long burn but not in my top three not in his oh. top three and that is okay that makes it a little bit exciting well mike before we get to your top three i do have just one more line that I'm going to play later because it comes in noticement. So how'd you like that for a <laughs> swerve? Okay. So, Mike, your top three. Well, your third, not your top three. 
My third, I wrote it in two separate parts. The future is female and who run the world. Mm-hmm. So, Ooh. little Beyonce thrown at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved the entire women storming the ship because it didn't feel forced like it was with Endgame. And every single character brought some... If, if we're talking from an action standpoint, Bo-Katan's probably your weakest link. If we're talking from an acting standpoint, Cara Dune's probably your weakest link. But I remember writing my notes, and I think throughout the episode, I wrote, God, I love Fennec three times. Just <laughs> for no reason. For no reason, I wrote, God, I love Fennec three times. And each one of them, Fennec, Bo, Casca, Cara, like, it's... It's amazing, and it's so much better with these action scenes and these fight scenes when you bring in MMA fighters, when you bring in WWE uh, wrestlers, when you bring in martial artists. And it just, like, Casca in the cantina with with Boba, and she does the tornado DDT. Yes. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. I'm lost. (laughs) We'll send you a YouTube after. It's Okay. A very yeah. cool wrestling move, uh, but okay. I immediately. Oh, so that's a thing. So, it. like, she has jetpacks when she's in wrestling. Just kidding. She does. <laughs> They're her quads. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Fennec with the roundhouse kick, Bang. shooting somebody through the hole, yep. and then dodging a blast. Yep. Like, like it was nothing. Just dodging a blast. Yes. I did think. Cara Dune was going to be Dunzo in this episode when they class, you know, classic gun jam and then oh, just smashes it. Yeah. Yep. But even her fight scene with the with with the gun when it jams and then Fennec gets her back. Everything about them storming the ship was just fantastic and it was organic and it wasn't forced like Avengers Endgame was. Totally. Son of a mud right some son of a mud I, that was my there were she 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 pulled all three lines off in in quick succession um <laughs> and uh, i i really rolled my eyes at the first one because i'm like all right i can scud in this the skank pie like no but this one right into dank ferric was that was a good i was a double combo my gun is jammed and we are in the slow elevator so i've got time to really unjam <laughs> this gun um no, Mike, I agree with you. Not in my highlights, but uh, in my noticements for sure, which is basically girl squad kicks butt. And again, not forced. You know, they. You know, where is Woves? What's he doing? You know, That's what, hashtag con- where's Woves? Conveniently <laughs> left out. Conveniently left out. Um, I'm not even mad though. Why even have him during the siege? You know, like maybe it came to them later, like, "Ooh, we've got an opportunity here to to go all girl squad kick butt," and they were like, "Woves, go take the trash out. You're out. Sorry. <laughs> what do you want me to do?" Um, but no, it was great, great scenes, great action. Uh, yes, um, believable, absolutely believable, mm-hmm. straight up. You know, I love them jumping off the bridge, and then them coming back in in the cavalry, and I'm just like, "Yes." Jetpacks, jetpacks, guns, handguns, wonderful stuff, wonderful stuff. Dames, anything? Did you have Girl Squad in your So highlight? I had that in my noticements, but I had it under Four Horsewomen, <laughs> which is actually a wrestling reference as well to Charlotte Flair, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Becky Lynch. So four female wrestlers that have completely just 
dominated over the past couple of years, but that just immediately, it might've been the Sasha connection too, but it immediately reminded me of that. And nice. it was just like Mike said, it was totally organic because yeah. Endgame kind of pushed the whole, oh, we got all these females teaming and that's fine. But this felt more natural. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, no, with, with that, like everybody, every single female in that, uh, in that scene had a strong connection to the story, which mm. made it so organic. Mm -hmm. Right. In Endgame, it was just like, might as well put them together to save Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, it. I watched the Endgame by myself. I didn't go with friends, but I went with people. And I remember that scene, and, you know, it's a great, it's like a cool scene, and I'm going, this is curious. It's filmed in a way, and again, there, that's, I believe... Oh please, political people, don't kill me! Don't don't send me DMs. Very close to the Me Too movement, I believe. In the like, time frame area, um, I thought it was a response to that political agenda, which is fine, which is wonderful, which is great. Um, but we're seeing it, you know, more and more. I mean, Patty Jenkins is going to give us Rogue Rogue Squadron. You know, she's uh, Wonder Woman eighty four is coming out in three days on HBO Max. I'm gearing up for that. You know, I'm gonna watch that immediately with my new HBO Max subscription that I probably have been paying for for years and I didn't know. You know, and it's great. You know, so like it's it's supposed to be natural because it's supposed to be right. Right. That's exactly right. It's supposed to be like that. We shouldn't have these anomalies where we're like oh wow i never really thought about that oh we should do that more often no it, it just should be the way yeah. this is mm -hmm. the way and this is what we, this is what it is and, you know it's great and it's wonderful so great noticement girl squad love it my number two i feel like is going to be your number ones so i'm not going to go for number two just yet so okay the person who went number two recently is mike so <laughs> I would like you to give us your number two. See, uh, my, what you think. Wait, was someone else laughing in the background? I couldn't. <laughs> I'm so what? sorry for the show already. We're only 12 minutes in. See, I am going to drop this number two on you. What? And your number two will probably, my, the same thing with you. I probably have the same number two as you, so I'll go ahead and give my number one, mm -hmm. which is the goodbye. I the, the goodbye is my number one between Ooh. Grogu, between Mando and Grogu, and I just like damn you, Favreau and Filoni for getting me emotional about a puppet, <laughs> about a five million dollar puppet. And it just, you know, as parents, it just, like, really hit the heartstrings and just everything about it. It's like, it's okay, pal. You don't need to be afraid. And I'm like, you son of a yeah. mud scuffer. Yeah. And <laughs> Scruffy nerf herder. Son of a mud scuffer. That's right. Um, that's funny you say that. And... Uh, I did not have the big reveal as my number one. Hmm. In fact, since you brought it up, loser, I'm going to bring this up right now, and I'm going to invoke the title. 
So are you ready for this? Ready for the bomb? That's probably not really a bomb. It's more of a inquisical look at the episode. Din and team didn't save Grogu. Grogu rescued Din from a lonely existence. And we needed to see that scene to see the ice around the heart melt. This guy took his helmet off in front of everybody. It's over for him. The cult, the, the, the watch, child of the watch, the family he's been in there for 40 plus, 40 plus years. And Grogu saved him, rescued him from himself, from his uh, unknowingness of the galaxy. And that's why it was called the rescue. Because it wasn't the other way around. I'll tell you that right now. Thank you. Thank you. That's, That's deep. We're going to let it deep. Gonna simmer. Simmer for a second. Let it think about it. Yeah. yeah so that's so my number one for sure. I agree. I mean, definitely, you know, from a, I par- love it. From a parent standpoint, 100%. Uh, I watched this four times and got choked up four times at the same part. 100%. You did too out there in podcast land. And if you didn't, well, I'll tell you right now. It was funny. I was thinking about that and I was going... What movies do I get choked up at, right? I not one time got choked up at an episodic movie. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe Luke Skywalker's passing in The Last Jedi. First time. Because it's like, you know, you're in the moment. But not, not subsequent. What movies do you get choked up at? TV shows. Lost, I got choked up at, for sure. But that's also mm-hmm. a longer journey. Mando, longer journey. We're getting, a, we're getting a story development. We're getting to know these characters. You know, here's how I look at it. If you want to be in the world with the characters as they are, that's a good story. You know, if you want to live side by side with, the, you know, you want to be involved. You want to be at the village with Cobb Vanth and Mando comes by and you're like, I know that guy. You were part of the story. You know what I mean? Like, that's sometimes how I look at it. Like, Harry Potter for me was a big story that I was like, you know, if I had to do it again, I really wish I would lived in Harry Potter's world. I think that's a cool world to live in. Star Wars, another thing, cool world to live in. But even so more, we get the emotional impact of a just a 39-minute episode. And, and really, from start to finish, that scene, which you'll hear at the end of this episode, is only five minutes long. And it hits you like a ton of bricks. The music, the emotion... The imagery that you'll be won't be able to see, but I'm assuming you watched it, so you'll be able to build the picture. I mean, I don't get teary eyed too often. That one hit me, and I'm sure it hit you too. Hundred yeah, percent. Like, it's like vi- visible auto visible sadness, as my YouTube video <laughs> said. Visible sadness, you know, crying eyes. Um, so that's that's a good one there, Mike. Thank you. Good picture. Um, Damien, did you have that heavy one on your, your highlights list? I'm going to take it a little bit in a uh, more positive direction. I got what you're saying. Uh, so, so we're not all dusty eyed and, you know, <laughs> emptying a box of Kleenex during the pod here, but, uh, my number two, so we're going number two still, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. So number two for me was Boba Fett claiming the throne. Prepare to exit jump space. What is jump space, Boba? You should not be on that throne. <laughs> um, so interesting because yes. you went post credits, not even part mm-hmm. of the episode. You're sneaking yes. Boba Fett's 
uh, which, uh, you know, Book of Boba Fett coming out. We'll talk about that in predictions. Uh, that's awesome. Tell me, tell me, why did that hit you so hard? I like that a lot because for me, um, it was vindication for Boba. Mm. Like he just had however long he was in the Sarlacc for to think about all the people that <laughs> screwed him over, wronged him, didn't help him, like all this crap. Like, I don't know. I didn't even think about that. Like, could you imagine him like... He's just sitting there, just he's just making the list. He's mm. like, you know what? Jabba, you just made the list. <laughs> Bib Fortuna, you just made the list. You're, are you Chris Jerichoing us? He's Chris Jerichoing everyone. Um, <laughs> but it was cool, and it was the call, kind of the callback to when Luke enters Jabba's palace. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I like that a lot, and then just him and Fennec. Just yeah. like, I love seeing Bib Bib Fat Tuna just sitting there oh, on the throne, great. little husk, just you know, being a uh, crime lord. So it it just has me asking so many questions yeah. and i love that we get an individual series with him now and i thought that that was kind of cool because it came full circle to boba for, for sure and um some noticements just right off the bat i gotta pull pull the uh the account so i make sure i credit correctly john hoey who is uh, part of the starwarsnewsnet.com and has a very nice podcast, very popular podcast out there. Uh-oh, Jabba's Palace is on <laughs> the Mike's notes. Lots of lots of Boba stuff, Boba music, Bib. No, but look where look where I'm pointing to. God, I love Fennec. Yes, <laughs> Fennec all day. Um, so John Hoey goes. He's been a proponent for make Solo to happen. If you've seen that hashtag on Twitter or whatever. Yes. And big, big, you know, he, I, th I believe he's, his team was the one that kind of started that. And he goes, not for nothing, but if they had to build Jabba's Palace as part of this production, they'll probably reuse it again hmm. since Han's on his way to Tatooine. And I'm like, hells yeah. I'm going to write <laughs> that in. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love, I'd love to see that team back together for a mini series. In fact, I absolutely. hope, I hope Alden shows up in Lando. I think that'd be awesome. If, they, if he if he does that but I digress that's a that's a different podcast for a, a different day uh, so yes boba the book of boba fett makes your highlights list did not make my highlights list mike did it make your highlights list it did not i just kept it to uh, before credits yeah i mean okay I mean, guys well, as I'm a normal sorry I didn't get the memo as a normal person <laughs> i would have just highlighted the episode but whatever it's nah, no the episode big deal. was kind of lackluster i had yeah. to go outside of the credits to you know to find something well i would have to take a guess and say that in the highlights which falls into my number two because i felt like the rescue and since the show is about mandalorian and din and and, and grogu that I think this made our highlights. One X-Wing? Great. We're saved. Indeed. And Luke Skywalker, through the social media tornado, that is social media, no one, well, we, we, we had many predictions that it could happen, you know, plausible. You know, obviously he is, I mean, in the timeline, he's the only Jedi right now from Return of the Jedi, the only Jedi. I've made air quotes that you couldn't see. But how are they going to bring him back? What was going to be the process? We didn't even talk about it. We kind of dismissed it. We thought they were going to throw a more curvish ball at us with maybe like a Mace Windu and Ezra Bridger, something like that. But we see an X-Wing. And I'm like, 
And you may have heard all of our reactions at the beginning of this episode to Luke showing up. And I just, I'll rehash that. I'm going, wait, there's one X-Wing. I'm like, that's weird. A new, why would the New Republic send one X-Wing? And then he's, you know, you can't really see much because, first of all, I love the security footage. Security footage is such a good way of making something look like it's really something, but it's really not. Like, we know in our brains, it's, this one was hard to process. Mm-hmm. We know in our brains that Mark Hamill is old. He's older. But we're seeing his character, who he brought to life back in 1986, right? 37 years ago. Think about that. 37 years ago. We have to allow our brains to say, am I about to see a character from 37 years ago? So now, I mean, my critical mind went immediately into, are we going to see his face? Or are we just going to see Cloak? Which would be the easy way out. They could have just cloaked him the whole time, off-screen, voiceovers, whatever. And takes his cloak off, right? We go through the whole thing. He just blows through the dark. There were, by the way, they were not surviving the dark troopers. There was only one outcome. And I mentioned it. I was like, maybe Grogu does something cool here. That's your cliffhanger. He's severely injured from it. Like That's where my brain was going. And then I was like, Never even considered, and this is the cool part, neither did Moff Gideon. We Mm -hmm. praised him for his long game. He did not consider this at all, that a Jedi would save the day. And that's, that's like the deep part about this show. Like, yeah, cool. Like, you know, the casual will be like, oh, man, that was that guy from Return of the Jedi. He's got the green lightsaber. This is cool. But for us, we're like... It depends on what side of the fence you fall on with The Last Jedi. In The Last Jedi, this is the guy that a lot of people thought they were going to see. But in The Last Jedi, we just got a broken hermit. But now in this show, 25 years prior, we see the Jedi that everybody envisioned as he battled Vader on Death Star 2 and escaped and laid his father down to rest for the final time. And force choking, by the way, Gamma, what were they good? How do you say? I've never had know how to say their names. Gamma, Gamorians, Gamorians, Gamma, Gamorians, whatever. I struggle with it too. Sometimes. It's a, t- it's just a, t- a good day for me. It's a t- very good. <laughs> and I, I want to say, and this is where I almost strike my point off. They've got a lot of money, but one of my low highs is Luke Skywalker which I'm sure it is for you as well. But anyways, enough, enough about me. Mike, did you have the appearance of Luke Skywalker in your highlights? What are your thoughts? So you mean the terrible CGI uh, Cillian Murphy, Sebastian Stan love child? That, that Luke Skywalker? I don't know any of the words you just said. What <clears> show <throat> were you watching? It was very lifelike. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looked like a very good video game Luke Skywalker. And... Like, just seeing his lips move with his voice, I'm like, that's not happening. The lips were tough. The lips were tough to get by. Yeah. Yeah. And the other... So, Luke was obviously my hot... my A really high, but still had low lights to it. Yeah. Like, you see the X-Wing. You see the green lightsaber. Yeah. You see the the robot hand. You see him splitting dark troopers in half. Mm. Force pull, force Mm. push, Mm. force crush... I don't know why I'm Hulk now, like, forced smash. I love it. 
<laughs> and you just see how powerful Luke was. But also that brought me to the other low light of it where you it similar to the razor crest exploding was a high low light where it was so unceremonious that but there's no other way to do it. Yeah. The dark troopers just being unceremoniously dispatched by yeah. Luke, but you had to do it in order to show how powerful he yeah. actually was. Because mm-hmm. you see the dark troopers just smashing into Din's helmet, and you're like, is this helmet going to break? <laughs> like, what is going to happen here? They stand zero chance, mm-hmm. and then he he treats them like they're actual, just yeah. regular stormtroopers. And Moff even says, you had trouble with just one. There's only mm-hmm. two people walking out of this room, me and the child. And, like, I, like <laughs> that's a good show. When, when you go, how the heck are they going to get out of this? Like, I've got no theories right now. Like, edge of my seat, what's going to happen? You know, now I'm thinking, like, all right, who's dying? All right, who's going to die? What's going on here? And uh, it really, you're right. It's the only way they could have made it, all made it out. By the way, they all made it out alive in the most... Disney fluffy pillow you could make. Everybody survives. Kind of awkward. I feel like there should be somebody should be have exited. Sasha Banks could have been one that exited. To be honest with you, I mean that was kind of you could have had her go, and then people would have been like, oh, but then all your main characters still survive. But yeah, uh, de aging noticeable. <laughs> That's what I wrote. De aging noticeable. Yeah. You know, um, Rogue One. Let's th- let's talk about it. Rogue One, de aging Princess Leia, noticeable, but yes. only on screen for four seconds, five seconds, and then it's gone. Right. However, Tarkin, yes, was damn good, really mm. good in Rogue One, in my opinion. I it, that's Peter Cushing. I'm looking at the screen. Rogue One. That no, that's him. There's no way he came back to life. You know, so they did a really good job. Not the same technology they used in Rise because there was no speaking parts and it was very still. Mm-hmm. They used composite images from Return of the Jedi and imposed it on faces because it was like Billy Lord who played Leia during that scene and they imposed her face on her. But again, no talking. You can get away with it for a few seconds. Our boy Luke had speaking lines. And not just, like, I'm like, all right, are they going to have speaking lines and are they going to they're going to pull lines from the other movies to match his voice tone like they did with Alec McGuinness. Or, I'm sorry, Alec Guinness in uh, Ray's Force Vision. When he says Ray, which is actually a way, but they just morphed it together. And it's like, well, that's cool, you know. But he actually, that was him. And they modulated his voice, and he tried to match his voice. Now he's a voice actor. I mean, he knows what he's doing, you know. So that was that was cool. I loved it, you know. And then he was trolling people online, like, "Did anybody see anything good on TV lately?" And I, you know, the whole <laughs> the whole the whole thing about it, you know, I, I idolize Luke, a hundred percent idolize Luke. I could almost guarantee that if we had another baby and it was a boy, it's gonna be Luke, hundred percent. There, it, I'm, I'm serious. There's no, there's. N- been thinking about this for a long time. I mean, I've wrote papers on this. You know, the crazy thing is, is that, you know, there's a lot of things we don't know about the character. There's really don't know anything about him. We don't know how he built his green lightsaber. 
There's no story on that. Maybe an EU, but but from what I know, like there's no movie that covers the building of a lightsaber. I'd love to see that movie. Maybe we see that in the Acolyte. I don't know. But like mm. you know, it is technically five years. Like he's had he's been searching the galaxy for things, artifacts. He's looking to build his Jedi temple and you know, he's obviously you know, it would if you've there was a great thread on Twitter, not the sidebar, but this guy basically says if you know if you look at Luke and you don't see him as the same character in The Last Jedi, you're not paying attention. You know, because he's talking, like, literally Luke in The Last Jedi is talking about the hubris of the Jedi and how they failed. Look at Luke come in and goes like, boom, you're Force-sensitive, you're going to come with me. Meanwhile, Ahsoka's like, I can't train him because I'm not really sure what's going to be, what's go- the outcome's going to be. Luke's like, nah, it's good. We're going we're gonna to take him. I'm going to take him, I'm going to protect him. And I'm going to use my skill to train him up. If that's not hubris, what is? You know, so like thinking, I'm like thinking down the line because he's going to get training. You know, will we see it? I don't know. That's down. That's down later for predictions. But you know, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the combat of it. I enjoyed the mystery of it. The aging could have been better. It was okay on the second, third, and fourth times. Like once you get past like. The human face is so hard. I'm going off on a tangent. I'm sorry. The human face is so hard to replicate, and our eyes see fakery, right? That's why first Mm -hmm. impressions are so important. We see fakery immediately, right? So don't make it look fake, and it won't look fake. Somebody, I think I sent you guys, did I send you guys a deep fake video where someone actually deep faked Mark Hamill on on him, and it looks like 100% better? Like, why aren't they? I'll t- I think I'll we'll we'll share YouTube videos. I gotta remind you of that. But, um, Dames, we didn't get the chance to hear from you for <laughs> for Luke. And uh, this is the end of the episode. So thanks. You're gonna want to catch part two next week, where the other people get guys. where the other people get to talk on this episode too. But I, <laughs> I told you guys, as soon as we watch this, I was like, this is gonna be a two hour pod. Easy. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I mean you you guys hit all the points. I mean oh Luke God. was my number one highlight by far. Um. We speculated and we tried to like throw out like hot take picks for who could be the Jedi, who is it? Because I think maybe in the back of our heads we didn't really think that it would yeah. be the Jedi. Mm. They we never thought they would pull that card just for sake of the show being called The Mandalorian. Right. And if you bring somebody like Luke Skywalker into that universe, it's almost like he eclipses that. But the way they brought him in and the way that he served his purpose in the episode was just like it was perfect. Um, you know, CGI aside, I mean, holy crap, that was incredible. Um, and, you know, looking back on it, Mace Windu couldn't have been like that. You, no one else could have been like It had to be Luke. And the fact that they, they went there and they did that was amazing. Yeah. And, again, that's why I prefaced my whole Luke thing with we're told to believe that this is the same character from 37 years ago. I'm going to cut them a break because that's crazy to think about. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy to bring back an old cat. They were always going to run into this problem where if they were going to mingle within the timeline, they they would have to cross paths or it wouldn't make sense. And I love that, you know, it's kind of a blip like, hey, 
and then he's gone. The legend, yep. the legend of Luke Skywalker. You know, there are some arguments that say, "Does Kara know who that is?" Hmm. Has she heard of him? Does she know? See, that's the thing. Everybody knows that Darth Vader was like an evil villain. Iconic, right? No one knows he was redeemed. Zero people, right? The only people that the only person that knows is uh, Palpatine's essence, which was transferred into a clone trooper and then passed off, sort of like an ice age when the the acorn is jumping down to thing to thing. And Luke. <laughs> Other than that, Luke buries him by himself, burns him by himself. The galaxy still sees Darth Vader as the legendary villain that force choked people if you stepped on his cape. Yep. Who yep. actually knows Luke Skywalker? He's a story. You know, when you come in contact with him, you're probably not going to have a conversation with him. He's the modern-day athlete. He's the LeBron James getting pizza in Philly, and you're like, that's... Is that LeBron James? Like, that's exactly probably what their thoughts were going. Is that Luke Sky Skywalker? Skytalker? What's his name? You know what I mean? Like, they're going through that, like, progression. Skyjumper. Sky, that's right, Skyjumper. And, like, what would you do if you're Cara Dune and your planet was blown up? By the way, I love the, uh, the story of the tear and how mm -hmm. that's a representation. I thought that was really cool. But, like, what would you do? I, I like that point a lot because I saw that in Moff's face. Mm. Once mm. they were like, it's an X-Wing. Mm. One X-Wing. And, you know, like you said, nobody knows that Vader's dead. Nobody knows, like, that Luke redeemed Vader, you know, and had his funeral and everything else. Um, or that Vader threw the Emperor down that shaft. Like, nobody knows that. Everyone, as far as they know, thinks Luke did it. So... When you hear like one X-wing, oh no! Like you could see it on Moff's face, yeah. and he was just like, "It's Luke Skywalker." So there's this, just oh. like mythos about him. Um, I guess at that point, because nobody else knows, you know, we, I, there wasn't social media back then. I would have loved for just a like a whisper from Moff going, "Skywalker," you know, something yes. like something like that to cement it, and yep. that would have been like. Oh, like there's a, I gotta, I'll share a tweet with you, but this, uh, Scarif podcast put out a thing where they imposed Luke's, you know, incoming on the TIE fighter and they imposed it over 22 jump street and it's <laughs> Channing Tatum and, uh, help me, help me, help me, Joe, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill, and they're sitting and they're watching and they're like serious. And then it's Channing Tatum going, wait, what the hell is this? And they're, they're cursing, like, you know, heavy cursing. And they're like, oh, oh, you know, and it's like everybody's <laughs> reaction. <laughs> I got to share it with you. It's great. It's pure gold. It's pure gold. <laughs> and like, ah, Moff Gideon saying, like, fearful, like, S Skywalker? That would have yep. been, that would have been, been hot. That would have been pretty sweet. That would have been hot. All right, Mike, Luke. Anything else to add on Luke and Damien? We'll flip, we'll flip it back and forth because there's there's lots of thoughts. There's lots of threads we can do. Yeah. I mean, I'm good for highlights, but if, if anything else comes up that I can think of, I'm ready. I am also good for highlights. Cool. Like, like, we hit every nail on the head with yeah. Luke. Like, 
I don't think Kara, I don't even I don't think Kara knew him, but probably knew of the legend. Yeah. Obviously, Bo uh, Katan knows Jedi, like right. the Jedi through mm-hmm. uh, Ahsoka, yeah. but I don't think I don't even think Ahsoka would have told her about Luke. I think yeah. it like them was just like this is just a Jedi, and we have never seen this type of power before. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We've seen a fraction of it with yeah. Grogu, but we have never seen this. Yeah. And I, I, I can't. I don't think Ahsoka knows who Luke Skywalker is either. Maybe yeah. legend. Maybe just through story. But mm-hmm. there's, there's no story or anything like that that have has them cross paths. Um, obviously, the big connection is like, hey, I was your dad's friend, like for a <laughs> long time. <laughs> you know, yeah. like so he's she's basically Aunt Ahsoka. <laughs> to Luke. I mean, that's what she is, and I love. Auntie now we're going to Auntie Ahsoka. So, I mean, it's it's what a dynamic, man! Like they introduce all these these Jedi, and now it's starting to come out into the the post Empire world, and we we get our boy back. It's a love letter to him for sure, definitely mm-hmm. a love letter. It's not people out of being like, well, that's the Luke we were supposed to see in the Last Jedi, and you know what? I liked it. That's the Luke you envision five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, 100%. But yep. I can't say that that's Luke 30 years after Return of the Jedi. Stuff happens, man. There's no therapy on the island. He's dealing with stuff, you know, like, and I get that. Imagine having the weight of an entire organization on your shoulders. And what you sought to stop, you didn't. And the cost would have been killing your own nephew. That that breaks you. It has to. No, no one wants to hear that as a Luke Skywalker fan. It's not. It's out of his quote unquote. This is why I read this a lot. It's out of his character to want to redeem Vader but kill his nephew. But they don't exist in the same character timeline. It's different. It is. We just have Agreed. we just have trouble separating it. My, you know, I had trouble separating it after my first watching of the Last Jedi. I feel that Luke Skywalker in this Mando helps paint the picture a little bit better. It does. No, I agree. When when people get older, you know, things change. Yeah. It's you know, it's just the. When you're young, you're more adventurous, you're more crazy, you take more risks. When you're older, you're more cautious. Like That's just normal life. Yeah. But, I mean, for everything to happen to Luke and to let his sister down and yeah. things like that, like it's just the gravity of that has to weigh on you. Yeah. No matter how powerful, no matter how many great things you've done and your legend, yeah. you know, you're human at the end of the day, yeah. and that weighs on you. Yeah, there was a good point that... Um the person's thread I read, which I will credit later because I forget. It would take me a little too long to find it. Depa something. It basically goes, you know, he goes from a hero to a master as he force projects himself not to fight anybody, but to buy time for them to survive. You know, he probably was powerful enough to take everybody down. Probably. You know, based based on the new information we have with Chapter 16, it's highly likely that he would be able to, since he can force crush Beskar Mark III uh, 
dark troopers. I think he would be able to take a first order snow, uh, ooh, a first order walker, and throw it into the next one. After thirty years of experience, I can build that in my head, but instead, he just antagonized Kylo to distract him in the best uncle prank at Thanksgiving ever. <laughs> So yes. <laughs> that's enough that's enough of Last Jedi talk for now. But <laughs> no noogies in the galaxy. It has given me different perspective on that movie and I'm and I'm happy about it, to be honest with you, because everybody rags on that movie, man. That three years three years since that movie came out and all the same arguments came back up on Twitter as soon as that, that thing came uh, the anniversary came back and I'm like people gotta go outside. We we gotta get we gotta get outside again, you know. Anyways, okay. There so we go. Good highlights. Yeah, I, I, agree. I One, agree. Wonderful highlights. And again, I'm not trying to push anybody, any agenda. My opinion is my own. You know, you don't have to agree with me. Uh, you know, I, I still, since last watching of The Last Jedi, when I did a scene-by-scene scene breakdown, I still mark it as 70. But if we're talking about Luke Skywalker's arc, I still like Luke Skywalker's arc in The Last Jedi. And now, I like it even more. Yep. When he goes, it's going to be more impactful because I know what he could have been. You know what he what what it was. Anyways, hey, I don't care where he gets his milk from. <sighs> Same. There's errors <laughs> in this episode. There's times that we look at the episode and it's just not good. And I've got some lows. And I want to know where they found this lambda class ship that happened to have the guy that's going to happen to give them all the information without torture. And what's going on with that? We come right into the episode. We got Slave 1. By the great space scenes. Yes. 100% great space scenes. Love yeah. the ion cannon shot. That was cool because I'm like, I use that in squadrons. Yes. I love disabling <laughs> ships. It's like the funnest thing ever because on when, you get to, when your ship gets disabled in squadrons, it just says, mash buttons. And you have to jam down oh. on your controller to get control of your <laughs> ship back. And it's a lot, it's a lot of fun. Um, I hate it so much. I know you do. And um, I, I, you know, I just like, I, I'm okay with taking liberties, but that was very convenient. Anybody feel that? Yeah. That oh. was a time. That was just a, hey, let's hurry this up real yeah. quick. If they got the coordinates to throw a wrench in your, I want to. Light, I need. I need to see. I need to see wrenches. If they got the coordinates in the Believer for Moff's ship, don't you think they would have got the coordinates? They would have seen the coordinates for Pershing, where who has Pershing too? I love it. Didn't think about it to be honest with you. Not until you said it. Um, maybe the cylinder had more information than just Gideon's ship. Maybe it had. Maybe that was a Lambda class shuttle from Gideon's light cruiser, which had it linked, and uh, the manifest. Maybe it was out you know, doing its thing and the manifest said that it's going to be in this sector at this time. I'm good. That, you know, that makes plausible sense to me. I just didn't at the time writing the notes, I go convenient, you know, convenient for storytelling and that's okay. You know, that's me. You know, that's what I'm looking at, but I like it. I, I thought the same, I thought the same thing. And then I said, yeah. like, I'm like, wait, code cylinder. He, you could, who knows how much information those things could hold. It's like a, it's not a USB drive. They can only an old USB drive. They can only hold like three gigabytes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> floppy floppy disks. Ready for this? For those, but uh, ready for your tech tip of the week? Floppy disks only held 1.44 four 
megabytes of information. Your modern day iPhone photo is at least four. Jeez. <laughs> Think about that for a second. That's crazy. They held entire programs on floppy disks at one time. I digress. <laughs> I digress. Um, Damien, did you have any lowlights? Yeah. Um, that one wasn't really on my list, mm-hmm. but I do think it was kind of convenient for me. It's star- I'm not gonna. I'm not Cisco and Ebert. I'm not gonna like be like, oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Maybe a sentence, but it could have been like, oh, I'm glad we got these coordinates for all this other stuff, mm. and then something cool. I it didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, my low lights were. So I'll just I'll just list them off real quick. Um, the Grogu tearjerker was a low light because I was just sad. Aww. It just made me. I was terrified. Aww. I was oh, this is super duper sad. I'm very upset. Um, but it was also one of those touching scenes, so I liked it a lot. The shifter knob, I felt like they put an emphasis on that once the crest was blown. And I feel like it might come back down the road, but I really thought that might have been a good time for Mando to give that to Grogu as a keep this keepsake, think of me. But then maybe Grogu can sense him through the Force, so maybe it was better off left with Mando. So I'm still kind of torn on that. Um, and then the Darksaber. Um, because I know that in Rebels there was, you know, and I, I need to go back and rewatch that to figure it out, but wasn't Bo just handed the Darksaber? There wasn't so much of a, you have to win in battle to get it? Yes. Or what? Okay. So I felt like it was kind yeah. of a convenient thing they did just to maybe yeah. push the season three. So it's a, it's a bit of a plot hole. I'll, I'll address the two, the two things, the Bo-Katan, Sabine... Dark Saber, where she was presented with the Dark Saber. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a plot hole in the sense of, well, we thought she had the Dark Saber. But at the same time, that doesn't mean she was happy that she had it. Maybe Mandalorian said, You didn't earn that, and mm-hmm. somehow lost it again, to obviously to Moff Gideon at some point. Now, again, we're talking, when did that happen? That was. Four or five years prior to A New Hope. So, so now you're talking 10 to 12 years. I'm trying to think of the timeline in my brain. You know, we're, we're five after the battle. Or was it Clone Wars or Rebels? It was Rebels. Rebels, I believe. Rebels yeah. that she got it back. So we're close, but something must have happened within... I hope we get the story, to be honest with you, because it'd be, it'd be nice. Um, it's not; it didn't hamper me. I. It's funny though, and again, not my original thought, but it was just like one of those memes that was like, makes fun of Mando for wearing helmet because of a cult, won't take dark saber because of a tradition. <laughs> so it's. Like, I I had that. Did same you see thing. that? Did you it see this? Very much like. This doesn't seem against their character, who's so progressive yeah. in the word in the ways of Mandalore. Yeah, that right. Again, she wouldn't just accept yeah. it, or even him yeah. saying, "I yield." Yeah, like right. You win a battle if someone yields. Yeah, that's, that's what um, happens. I, 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 uh, I see it. Oh, this has got like tones of Harry Potter for me, because Ooh. of the whole Elder Wand changing of hands secretly. You know, I lost it on purpose. You know, uh, so it didn't respond to you, Voldemort. It's responding to me because technically Harry disabled me back yonder. 
you could say that that's a yield, you know, because it was sort of a fakie battle, you know, mm. when, when, you know, because I think Dumbledore, <laughs> here we go, we're going down the rabbit hole. Dumbledore <laughs> lost it to Snape, right? Snape, lo- or no, I'm sorry, Dumbledore lost it to Draco Malfoy, and then Harry bested him randomly, which automatically made him in possession of the Elder Wand behind the scenes, you know, in the software development code of wand making 101. Apparently, when you choose one spell, uh, code Expelliarmus, you earn the right to use that wand, which I think is cool, deep lore. And if if Bo-Katan feels that her mission to unite Mandalore, which starts with tradition, has to follow this way, and it didn't work the first time, she got it. Now we keep that in mind. This would be the second go at getting this back through battle. She's so mad right now. <laughs> She's so angry. You saw the look on her face when Mando uh, walked in, and he's holding it. She's like, what? <laughs> What's he doing here? By the way, what she a great just, hot toy you have to invest in later. Mando with Darksaber. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, like three God. this season for you, man. It's, it's terrible, man. <laughs> they, they made a Dark Trooper. They just released Moff. I'm like, yeah, I got I to gotta pipe it down on these things. Here. I didn't pre-order anything. I'm, I'm waiting. Meanwhile, I'm waiting for Boba, and we'll, we'll go from there. Meanwhile, but I, I pre-ordered not everyone, the Darksabers. Yeah. Exactly. I don't care. Ghost dark sabers. You're you're gonna get uh, Ahsoka Tano those yeah, things. I know. I know. I'm gonna shorten one on purpose. No. Um, <laughs> no. I, I, it's an interesting plot hole. Now to answer your other question. Oh, what did you say before Bo-Katan? Oh, the 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 Razor Crest shifter knob. The shifter knob. I yep. was hoping. Wait. And then he holds it up, and Grogu's like. <laughs> That would have been awesome. That, that would have been, like, as the elevator's sh- uh, shutting, he gets it one last time. Would have been very, very cool. But I, I like, like I said, I think it serves more of a purpose yeah. with Mando because you could sense people through the Force. Yeah. So Grogu's like he's good. Yeah. And Mando's gonna have that, and I guarantee you, when Mando gets a new ship, that's going right in there. Ooh, dig it, dig it, dig it. Very cool, very cool. Um, Mike, Grievous's Arrowbound. <laughs> Those were two of my biggest ones. And back to the plot hole with uh, the Darksaber, I even went back to the heiress to see if Bo-Katan had said anywhere. Because she mentions the Darksaber a couple times in the heiress. to be like, I wanted to see if she said anywhere in it to be like, oh, I won this in battle or it was bestowed upon me. And she never says anything. She just says that she needed the Darksaber. Just wanted to throw that in it. And how I Mm -hmm. said it was so uncharacteristic of her how she's so progressive in the mandalorian culture that she wasn't like all right cool thanks brah yeah <laughs> thanks for the dark saver yeah but my other little those are my two main grievances with the the knob shifter and uh, the little plot hole but i had a couple little random things that annoyed me uh in the beginning scene where the pilot and the co-pilot and the one is holding Pershing hostage yeah. and then he blasts the co-pilot in the back of the head, he lets out this really <laughs> weird scream. <laughs> I hated it probably, so much. Probably as would I, to be honest. <laughs> no, you're getting blasted with lasers. In you're the not neck. Have time to scream. In the neck. 
What? That's the first time I've seen anybody like react aggressively weak to getting shot in the neck with a blaster bolt. Like it sounded like <laughs> that he turned the shower on and the water was still cold. That's what it. <laughs> so if you want to, if you want to replicate that sound, once Planet Fitness in uh, Langhorne, Pennsylvania opens back up, if you wander in there around maybe seven in the morning, you might hear a similar sound. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I I, I, I didn't I didn't, I, I didn't write that down, but I also noticed how much I didn't like it at all. Yeah, like he's like, too aggressive. He overacted getting killed. And they allowed it. And this is your fault, Peyton, Peyton Reed. Reed was just like, <laughs> book it. For yeah. It was probably his first big gig. He's like, all right, I got to really impress him here. Oh what can God. I do That's so funny. <laughs> to really throw this performance over the top? That's so funny. Playing oh. to the cheap seats. Oh, my God. That's funny. I agree. I agree. What else? What else? Uh, the other main th- hashtag, where is Wolves? Yeah. Or Wolves. Yep. And this... I, I didn't like it. I, I always enjoy the concept art at the end of the episode <gasps> in the credits. There was, there was no, no concept, concept art. art. I think they did that on purpose. Because I, I know think they people did, but I still out. want it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But, Hashtag where's the concept art? Hey, maybe Hashtag. they didn't have con. Maybe they burned all the concept art because it would have included Luke Skywalker. They kept it under wraps. How did they do this? Amazing. How? In, in Sorcery. Economy. Unbelievable. <laughs> What? Um, all right. So we talked about. I'm assuming you're good, Mike. Yes. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> we talked about the aging. Didn't like it. Well, noticeable. I'm not gonna say I didn't like it. It's noticeable, and that's fine. You know. And actually, I'm allowed to even give it more slack since it's a TV show. How do you like that? Budget's not as big. I'll accept. Tracking down the Lambda class ship resolved. Thank you. That gets just put into noticing at, at this point. Doctor Pershing's weak resolve. Oh, yeah, let me tell you everything about this ship. So, like, is he more on the lines of clone engineering is my passion? I don't really care who I work for, a la Galen Erso. Or is he just a plot driver to get us where we need to go? They didn't kill him. We don't know where he's at. Right. By the end of the episode, I'm assuming he's back on what would be a, a nuclear power plant run planet. That's a, I don't know. We didn't get a name for this planet that they were on, but do, do we see Pershing down the line? I would say maybe yes. I don't know. You know, he seems to generally care about the child. He like really likes his work. That's the vibe I'm getting from him. Maybe that's why he's giving up his giving it up so quickly. Um, but it was just weak, you know, what are you doing? Long live the Empire. You must not have the same philosophy that Moff has, you know? So right. maybe there's something more there, but it falls into my low low lights right now just because it was a plot device. You yeah. know, they didn't have to do anything. Um, I know you, you spoke volumes of the, the girl squad. Love them. But I don't think Sasha Banks' lines hit at all for me. Especially the one where she's going to put him through the glass of a back the tank or something along those lines. Now, her moves against Boba was fine. I was good with that. But I just felt 
it was like when a like a little like a person who's younger than you tries to step up to you and you're like, no, don't do that. You know, like that's the vibe. That's that's what I got. Like some some little kid on the street. Like you're like, hey, get away from my car. And they go, what are you gonna do about it? And I go, you need to relax because you don't get to talk to me that way. You're 12. That's I don't know if like I don't know how I feel about Sasha Banks as an actor just yet. And again, I don't have any of the wrestling experience, but did her lines hit for you? you they weren't don't care. Is it just me? Great, but they weren't terrible. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It was just again, I I try to write my lows down from first viewing, right? Cuz that's that's the raw that's the raw emotion that I'm feeling at the time, and I was like, God, maybe it was a bad line. You know? Could be. I I think also if you're familiar with her as a performer, like a professional wrestler, mm-hmm. her character's great. Um, and I think maybe this is something where she just has to grow into the role. Yeah. And I mean, from a athleticism perspective, great, top notch, like Love super it. great. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe it's one of those things where. They just kind of test her out and kind of dip the toe in the water with the dialogue this time around. And then as it, yeah. you know, her character progresses, she gets more and more, um, you know, acquainted with the character and comfortable yeah. with the character. Yeah. But I do agree with you. Yeah, I know. I like I like her character. Casca, right? That's her name. Casca. Casca. Yeah. I think it's a cool character. Costco. I mean, she knows she <laughs> she sells a wholesale Mandalorian armor. Um, yeah. Wholesale best car. That's right. Um, I think I mean, she's a pilot. She knows how to yep. work a nav computer. She can work a blaster. You know, she's she's smart with security and, and you know, all that good stuff. You know, so, like, everything about it is, is great. Um, just the, the, the lines for me. Anyways. Agreed. Any Agreed. final grievances? Air them out before we move on. Nope. Nope. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, as we uh, move into our uh, noticements... I'll play, I'll drop a little line for you because it actually has a lot to do with that scene with Sasha Banks and I want to get your reaction to it uh, before we move on. The Sama belonged to my father. Don't you mean your donor? Careful, princess. You are a clone. I've heard your voice thousands of times. Mine might be the last one you hear. Love it. First off, great Boba Fett. Boba Fett yes. action, Bo-Katan action. What'd you think of that? Awesome. Great callback. Um, obviously, there's some history there, and hopefully we, we dive into it, but it was just, it was a neat little nod because, yeah. you know, up until this point, nobody really knew, oh, Boba's a clone, but then Bo was like, I've heard your voice a thousand times. Manda, you Manda, know, we had, Manda we had was like this. With, <laughs> He's like, what? Like you had that you had the callback, um or like that neat little nod where he was like, Oh, they might recognize my yeah. voice or yeah, my yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. this was super, super Boba with the princess, like he said it yeah. I think he dropped the word princess like yep. twice. Just like, All right, princess. Like yeah. very, very cool. And he's I definitely like dropping princess because she's trying to be the the heiress mm-hmm. to Mandalore, and she's supposed to be queen, and he's like, okay, princess. And you know, it mirrored Han a little bit with Leia in their oh, early yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good I point. totally liked. Good point. Called Casca, little one. 
<laughs> easy little one and then he gets his ass kicked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i went in my reaction video i went oh the man babies are going to be upset that boba fett got bested by a girl oh they're going to be, <laughs> gonna be up, they're going to be upset That's about it. this one cancel cancel mandalorian cancel, cancel mandalorian the it's boba. over it's over <laughs> book closed okay. That's it. awesome awesome so i love that line i just want to get your reactions to it okay we yes. move on to our noticements, I'll fly through a little bit of the list, and then we'll we'll jump to Mike and then Damon. So, did you notice that the Lambda pilot is the main villain in Agents of Shield season seven? Not until you said it. There you go. So <laughs> he's got so he's got a cadence to his voice. You may have noticed that, right? Mm -hmm, sure. um, Agents of Shield is a wild show. They went time travely. They messed up the timeline. It's kind of interesting, but as someone who shouldn't have lived, ended up living, he's that guy that lived, and he's uh, trying to get himself some powers, and ends up getting Quake's powers, spoiler alert, and Epso facto, you have a big enemy at the end of Season 7. Good character, good, good enemy actor. I like him a lot. It was pleasant to see him, but holy moly was the Alderaan talk heavy. <sighs> Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. And we've never seen the perspective. Oh, did I tell you that I've ever I've read a book called Death Star. And it follows two stormtroopers who were assigned to the Death Star and it just followed their day-to-day -day activities up until it explodes. And you don't really think about it because we only see it as an object, but there according to that book it's actually pre-canon. Two million people lived on that Death Star. I mean, the, the Death Star had recreational activities. It had cantinas. It had restaurants. You know, it had things that you needed to make sure your people were fed and, and whatever. It had civilian workers, not just imperial workers. You know, it had a lot of things like that. So, like, the pilot going, millions of people died on that. Your planet was a small sacrifice. I'm like... Oh, damn, it's going down right now in this small piece of dialogue. And what a way to start the episode. And again, Mando, after Kara hits him, he's like, whoa, you're supposed to be a marshal. You're not supposed to do that kind of stuff. You know, like, episode just flipped you right right off the bat. What you, would you think of the Alderaan talk? It was Hit very nerve. Oh, sorry. No, we're good. We we both have thoughts. I do. Uh, <laughs> no, I just yeah, I just hit every nerve. I mean, you you saw in Kara's face like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, and it just kept building and building and building, and he was just boom, just pelleting her with all these things, just bringing up horrible memories. And it it's a kind continuation of me for the believer where it blurs that good evil line because yeah. you never see the yep. bad guy's perspective from it yeah mm -hmm. and Kara's like nah son you yeah. done so so again another ironical meme it's the pilot on the left and goes i don't have a death wish and then the pilot on the right same guy and he goes hey remember that whole alderaan thing <laughs> 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 oh my god what are you doing okay uh let's see i loved boba's ship rising above the lambda class shuttle like we saw the whole thing going there and it's like 
Oh my god, very pirate-like. I enjoyed it. Um, clone Engineer. Okay, we got it. No problem, we got it. I like that the tier equals Alderaan. I thought that was cool. And then I have, Oops. once again, just two episodes now in a row, different music at the title. Mm-hmm. Not the traditional stuff. I don't have a clip for that this time, but I hope you noticed that. Damien, what you got? So, uh, noticements for me. Um, let's see. So, I got a little bit of the uh, Hulk versus Hulkbuster vibes when the Death Trooper was going up against Mando, just kind of like punching him repeatedly in the head. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, when you know he has Veronica on, on his hand um, in Age of our um, Age of Ultron, just repeatedly smashing Hulk in the face. Um, the Rogue One comparison mm-hmm. was huge to me. Mm-hmm. You had you know Rogue One it, kind of in a way was redemption for fans for vader after the prequels and this was redemption for fans for luke after last jedi and you know the sequel trilogy i mean i enjoyed the sequels i have no problems with them there's nitpicks here and there i think they could have had more cohesiveness but uh, i felt the same kind of vibe and you got the same kind of vibe with almost not shot for shot but just the way that he was taking down the dark troopers with No problem whatsoever. Um, also, a big one for me, I got a very big Game of Thrones kind of vibe from Din and Bo. So in Game of Thrones, you have Daenerys Targaryen, who thinks the, the whole entire show, I'm the rightful heir. I belong to the throne. It's mine. It's mine. Then you have Jon Snow, who is a bastard, uh, who finds out, that he's actually the rightful heir to the throne. Spoiler so alert. Jesus. When, <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Now, <laughs> now that you have HBO Max, you're good. You're good right. to go. Right. Um, right. But but when, you know, Bo to me was Daenerys and Din was Jon Snow coming in with the Darksaber and you had that tension wow. between them where they're on the same side, but they're also conflicting. So I really, wow. really like that. That's really um, nice. Couple quick little ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Man, Terminator vibes mm-hmm. from the Dark Trooper mm-hmm. scene, from the music to them powering up to them leaving, and also Rock'em Sock'em robots. Yes. Oh, when they're trying yeah. to break into the room at the end. 100%. They're just ksh, ksh, left, right, left. Right. I said during that scene, I went, well, this will take forever. <laughs> what the hell? What? There's not a better way? Anyway, Mike, notices. What you got, notices? Notice here, oh. notice here. <laughs> um, Mando shaved for the occasion. Apparently, <laughs> I noticed that uh, his jetpack is also back. So apparently, he yes. did pick it up on. The yes, Python. it's back. It's back. Uh, I really loved the uh, the perspective from the cockpit of the Tie Fighter leaving the launch tube oh, when he shot yes. in the face. Awesome! That was a really cool scene. Squad- squadrons vibe for me. Yeah, on that one. Yeah. For sure. I am starting to love Star Wars curses and metaphors. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> now I think they're just throwing them yeah, in there to mess with it. And I, I appreciate it now. Like, it, you know, it's when you tell that joke and it's like, it's annoying. It's annoying. All right. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, Son of a when, mud skiffer. Uh, Boba Fett's metaphor oh to Casca. That's the quack the calling the <laughs> sniffling slimy. I watched it three times. 
didn't hear it three times, had to finally look at the words and then rewind it and then watch it again going, I still don't hear it. <laughs> and say uh, it five times fast. Like, he rattled that off like... Oh, my God. Nothing. Oh, my God. Is that, uh, is, is that the same saying as, like, is that the pot calling, calling the kettle black, right? It's the same yeah. thing. It sounds, it sounds totally like that. It's exactly <sighs> what it so is. Funny. <laughs> when Luke finally takes the um, takes his hood off, you hear the Skywalker theme. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And my last little thing: Do R two and Grogu know each other? Ah, man, they were communicating, weren't they? Yes. Did R two save him from Order sixty six? Shoot! Hold on, let's think about it. R two. R2 stay with the ship. Did he stay with the ship? Look, we got Damien. Damien's in a blue screen of death right now. He's thinking about it a lot. Right, okay, let me let me think it through. Let's think it through. Okay. We, we had 3PO. He's wiped. Like his three, memory was So wiped. 3PO's wiped. R2-D2's memory never wiped. Not one time. Not one time. Confirmed. Um, there's a chance that R2 does recognize Grogu. And I think... He may have warbled to him some w- words and thoughts. And again, droids speak in basic. It is plausible if Grogu was at the Jedi Temple learning that one of the first classes you take is robot talk. <laughs> basic. How to repair or whatever. Because obviously the Jedi seem to rely on them for navigation, for... Uh, recording things, what have you. I think Grogu and R2, I agree. I think they know each other. And that's one thing that I definitely noticed. Indeed. And the crowd. Interesting if he saved them. That is interesting. Hold on. <laughs> that, that is a well-deserved battle alarm for that. Did R2 save our boy Grogu? Maybe it was the little the youngling who was like, Master Skywalker, what's happening? <laughs> he just ran out of the way real quick. There's too many of them. And he's like <laughs> looking at them through his one lens of his orange eye. Poor kid. Interesting, interesting, interesting. R.I.P. Broom Boy. Um, <laughs> terrible. Very cool. Very cool. I like that. Was that your was that your hot drop noticement right there? That, that was my hot drop noticement. Very good. And I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it right there. Very good. Can I can I give a uh, last noticement that was on my second page here? Oh, you flipped your page. Good Ooh, for you. Page I, did flip, two. I flipped the page. <laughs> okay, Besides, I flipped the page in the book of Dota. <laughs> the book of um, Guardian Christmas. So I had a huge, 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 huge callback to. Return of the Jedi, Mm -hmm. when Vader takes off his helmet to look at Luke with his own eyes, much like (sighs) Grogu and Din. You are going to love my one-sentence summary. Boom. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. You're going to love it. Okay. Thank you. Very good noticement. Very good. I agree. Okay. Um, Did you know (laughs) that... Two ships can travel in the same hyperlane 50 feet apart. Because I thought that was really neat. Because I don't know if I've, we've ever seen that, 
where you have the Lambda or the, you know, Slave 1 traveling hyperspace and it, you know, it sort of pans backwards and the Lambda class shuttle also traveling in the same hyperspace lane. So in my brain, I'm like, yeah, that works. I think it works. I, don't, I, didn't, mm -hmm. find, I didn't find any problems with that. You know, if they're put in the same coordinates, one leaves a moment before the other, they're all traveling down the same hyperspace lane. Like Crush in Finding Nemo. That's what I equated it to. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Bo-Katan ship from Mandalore is a pretty cool ship. It has spires that raise up, and as the ship lifts off, it then goes down into a horizontal position for hyperspace travel, sort of like a reverse U-wing. Instead of it being open, it closes. Um very, very much in Rebels, big ship that went on. I think it was there as a nice Easter egg for us to... Like, I looked at it, I was like, oh, Mandalorian ship. That's cool, it must be Bo-Katan. So I love that she still has that type of ship. That was cool. Okay, I'm going to save that for a little bit later. Um, I, launching of ties like squads, got it. Backwards shots from Boba. Pew, 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 pew. I'm going to shoot you from behind, sucker. 360. The Millennium <laughs> Falcon also had a 360-degree shot. So, like, basically impossible to fight against it uh so slave one really cool did anybody enjoy the concert of skrillex during the dark trooper themes was it skrillex <laughs> no I, I don't know but, but it, it sounded exactly it like was very <laughs> music enjoyable. that robots would now, love we all know that mike did not enjoy the night house theme because it was very heavy in this type of music did it work for the dark troopers mike yeah. Um, I said this to you earlier. Um, it reminded me, well, I, I said I needed a Ludwig and Muse mm -hmm. collaboration mm -hmm. because Muse is very like future techie sound to it. Yeah. And when I heard that, I'm like, this is something Muse would do. Like they literally at one of their concerts, their, um, their album was called uh, drones. They had drones flying around the entire Wells Fargo cool. center. Cool. And it was, fantastic nice. lasers lights robots and reminded me a lot of that it worked with the with the droids it didn't work with the with the night owls for me understood Get yeah no. i thought that was it was a cool theme you knew they were coming when you hear like like they're flying back to the ship oh no everybody's in trouble um so that was cool um i liked that kara's gun jammed i like when the heroes are put into a a situation that's not very heroic. Now, all of them have 1,000-plus plot armor for every episode, and we get that. We're going to accept it. But I just like that she was like, shoot, my gun jammed, and now I'm going to use it as a hammer, heavy hammer. And I, I thought that was cool. I thought it was a nice little touch. Um, maybe the acting was bad, you know, enduring those scenes. I don't know. But uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was cool. And she was still trying to fix it. Like, that was good continuity. Like, how can we make this a little bit more real? Like, none of these guns jam. You know, and if you remember in the Believer, immediately the Imperial Trooper gun jammed. He had like he fired four shots and it got too hot and jammed, and that's when he had the gun throw. So, you know, I like I like when things fail and our and our and our people have to think on their feet, and that's what makes them heroes. How about Mando continues to have no idea about things in the galaxy, like the Mandalorian legend of mm -hmm. the Dark Saber? Like, he's got no clue. He doesn't know any of the Jedi. Somehow, though, pulls in Episode 2, May the Force Be With You, to our X-Wings. 
Still don't know where he learned that, but whatever. That's that's a that's a that's a seven episode gripe that I've been waiting to get off my chest. Um, and then I'll end this with a couple couple interesting what I would say worthy of battle alarm thoughts. Moff is a great villain for monologues. The dude just talks and talks and talks and talks gets under your skin. One line in particular stood out to me. Let's hear the ramifications of that line after you listen here. All I wanted was to study his blood. This child is extremely gifted and has been blessed with rare properties that have the potential to bring order back to the galaxy. I've got two thoughts. Thought one. Bring order back to the galaxy is a direct or slash indirect reference to Palpatine. Okay, yep. that's gonna be that's gonna be first direction, which makes most sense to my brain, which puts Rise of Skywalker back into a positive light if they're going to start talking about the cloning process twenty five years before. I can start building plausibility in my brain. As of right now, the plausibility of it with Rise of Skywalker is unrealistic for me. Somehow Palpatine returned. That doesn't work for me. Three three words doesn't work for me. But if we're going to story build it with lore, listen, they're going to they're trying to fix it and I get it. They're going to do the best they can to try to make it all squeeze in together to those episodic movies cuz Disney's digging their heels in. They're not going to reshoot them. They're not going to remake them. There's no JJ cut. Rise of Skywalker should have been a three-hour movie. If if Avengers Endgame was three hours and fifteen minutes, there's no reason why Star Wars shouldn't have been a three-hour movie or Rise mm-hmm. of Skywalker. Anyways, but then I had an extra thought. If they're watching it the fourth time, a couple things happen when Luke's X-wing. One X-wing, great. Okay. We're saved. A couple things happen during this scene. Grogu notices. He notices. He goes, oh. I feel something. But you know who who also stops? The Dark Troopers. Are the Dark Troopers Force-sensitive? Why are they studying Grogu's blood? Why are there clones? The last thing we eliminated was the human. Did they synthesize force sensitivity to make them elite robots that can basically use AI to react to your moves. Because they all noticed. Why would they care that a single person entered the fight when the fight was in front of them? Why did they stop? What caused them to stop? And we're just going to keep asking the same questions over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to answer. I just, no. it's interesting. And I noticed it going, well, why would the two, why wouldn't they just double down? They got the cavalry in the back. They've got their nine or ten in the front. Why didn't they just keep pounding the door? Is something built inside of them? Is that why Moth had the face of, uh-oh. Were they built to notice this stuff? He said, you know, now you could program a droid. He said that I'm, it's going to be me and Grogu, the child that survive. Is it because he said that this 
Force-sensitive being is good, and all other Force-sensitive beings are bad? Were they programmed like this? I mean, they programmed humans, the clones, to react negatively to Jedi. So in that sense, could they replicate that process to a version 3 robot droid thing? Possibly. I mean, that's that's actually a real... I didn't even think of that. And that's pretty interesting. Uh, and I think it's going to be cool to see if that gets fleshed out, if that's true. Yeah. Because obviously in the sequel trilogy, no Dark Troopers. So what happens with them? Right. You know, somewhere along the line, do they just scrap the program? Right, right, I, right, I mean, right. what could it possibly be? But the fact that, like you said, they just immediately stopped what they were Stop. doing, turned around... They weren't given an order. Right. You know, it's not like Moff was like, take care of this, you know. I don't I don't know. But I want to find out. 100%. Especially after the line of, he has special properties. Like, we know he's special, but if Moff Gideon mm-hmm. is saying that he has special properties, that's telling me that he has extra special saucy properties that we don't know about yet. Interesting. Interesting. Any other noticements, friends? I'm getting, this for me? I'm getting a no vibe. Okay. So that pushes us on. By the way, very long episode. Thank you for sticking with us. <laughs> um, that pushes us into some lines. I'm, I'm sure we'll keep the lines. <laughs> here's here's one of my lovely lines. Maximum initiative. Maximum. <laughs> this episode is maximum initiative right now. Okay. We <laughs> hope you've been enjoying it. You're listening to We Have Spoken Chapter 16. The Rescue with Sean, Damien, and Mike. That was like a radio promo. Look at me go. Um, Just in case you forgot, uh, you're listening to this podcast and not this other podcast that you may be listening to about the same content. Anyways, one sentence summary. Mike, let's start with you. All right. So I wanted to do the same thing as I've been doing for a couple episodes and go with a song. But all... That kept coming to my mind. Hold on, wait a second. Are you doing your lines or your one sentence summary? You literally said one sentence summary. Did I say one sentence summary? I'm so sorry. I feel like we tackled the lines. Do At we least wanna, my do wanna, lines are good. Your Up lines are you good. Guys. My lines are good. I mean, everything that I record are basically my lines. Mom's yeah. line with "Assume I know everything" was that was mine. Um, I had that yeah. sparing my life. This should be interesting. Yes. I agree. Um, also, I liked early Bo-Katan saying, if you finish your quest, you think you could help us out with Mandalore, a.k.a. Backdoor Pilot, this season three? Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Um, what do I else? Uh, I hated this one. Prepare to exit jump space. <laughs> oh, but we know, we know you've been away for a while. But not one time have I heard it being called jump space. So, dude, you're really showing your age. Yeah, blame his dad on that one. I know, right? Like, what's going on <laughs> with jump space? <laughs> hey, someone grab the Betamax. Uh, dad, it's a DVD. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, okay. I got to go on the Insta face. Yeah. We gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My apologies. Now, 
we are ready for one sentence summaries. But before I get to your one sentence summaries, let me get to the people's one sentence summary. So I put out in honor of the season finale of The Mandalorian. Why does this keep going off? I'm so sorry about that system notification. I've removed it. I have removed my phone's Bluetooth from this computer five times already, and it keeps reconnecting. And every single time, guess who it is? My wife. Every, every ding you've heard so far is my wife texting me. And I love her to death. Just remember that. Same Z's. Where you okay. love my wife? We're recording. No. Oh. <laughs> Same Z's by I am getting the Anyway. <laughs> we're recording tonight, so give us your one sentence summary and we'll shout you out on the show. So we start off with conversations at SWations. A haiku. <laughs> Fantastic. Love it already. As this season ends, Jedi Knight Luke saves the day, and this is the way. Fantastic. Whoa. Hell yeah. We're going to retweet a that plus. right now. I mean, I'm not a teacher, but yeah, you know. <laughs> From uh, WSDR Media, starred on, I starred, I mean, I guessed, guessed them on the show. Oh my God, this is so, this is so, let me start over. Um, he, they say, okay, three, is it Luke? Question mark. It can't be Luke. It is Luke. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a gif of people celebrating in, in a baseball stadium, uh, from pod wars podcast. He's back. And it's titty milk. Luke gif. <laughs> <laughs> okay. From uh, skiplet at skiplet one sentence. Okay, Cole, uh, this was the show that fits the best with the original trilogy. It has the same grittiness. Okay. Skip All it. Right. I like it. Skip it. We got to up your game with the one-sentence summary. Okay. Thank you, though. I appreciate that. Holochronicles podcast at Holochronicles. Bananas. Accurate. <laughs> They, they put it down to a word, yep. not even a sentence. Around the Galaxy, the Star Wars fan talk show at ATG Cast. Fan service in the best possible way. Agreed. At Rogazga, who is one half of the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. My one sentence reaction is. <laughs> what? It was just mashed keyboards, keys. That's so. my first watch. That's pretty much where my sentence summary would definitely be too. They I was were just great. Like, what? They were great. In fact, that tweet got 774 impressions, and I don't know what that means. So. Good job. Good job, team. Mike, you apparently wanted to do your one-sentence summary earlier. <laughs> so, yeah, because someone misspoke. <laughs> why, don't you uh, why don't you lead us <laughs> off? <laughs> All right. So, as I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted, <laughs> I uh, wanted to do a song, as I've been doing for the last couple times now. But the only thing that came to mind was belting out It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday by Boys to Men. And I didn't want to do that to you. 
I mean, if I was in my shower, I had the right acoustics, yeah. maybe. Okay. But not in my basement with this terrible headset. I don't have any <laughs> auto tune. So I didn't want to do that to you guys. So I came up with, I've been quested to replenish my tissue supply after that ending. Ooh, <laughs> very good. I like it. Yes. I love it so much. Very nice. Been quested. You love the quested. Um, let me just uh, sneak in Mike Cassini's. I forgot. It just said it was stunning. That's it. M. Doc Cassini. Perfect. A man apparently of few words. <laughs> this when it, week. When it, when, <laughs> when it matters most. Thank you, Mike, for your continued uh, listenership. All right, Thanks, Damien. Mike. Thanks, Mike. Okay, dames. It's all, all up right, to so, you. So I, I went music on this one <laughs> to the tune of a popular television show that was on syndication for a while. And then um, I don't know if it's still on anymore, but here we go. Bad mouth, bad mouth. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when Luke come for you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I just got a new drop for next week's episode. So thank you for that. <laughs> Where's Gideon? Exactly. I agree. Where is Gideon? <laughs> Who is Gideon? What? Why is, is Gideon? Gideon? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's mine in in traditions. It is Drax right now. It is, yes. Drax is great. Why is Gamora? <laughs> <laughs> Who also played Ahsoka, right, George? Apparently played Ahsoka. <laughs> okay. Everybody got to calm down, okay? All right. All right. All right. We got it's real. It not in. as good. It's not as bad as Going this. Off the rails. Not as bad as this. Prepare to exit jump space. <laughs> I would never call it jump space. Um, anyway, Auntie Ahsoka, I apologize for getting your character wrong. All right. Here's my one sentence summary in as best as IMD, IMDb format impossible. In a stunning finale, including The Last Jedi, Mando looks upon Grogu with his own eyes and closes the story on season two while the book of Boba Fett slowly opens. This is the way. Love it. <laughs> that was a good one, right? That was awesome. That's a good one. Wow. That, that, that one came, and this is what happens when, friends, I start my show notes three hours before the actual show happens. I had I had daughter Annie. I was recording the the clippers. She was just hanging out, and I'm like, "Ooh, we have time to think about this." And I was like, "I want to include Luke, but I also want to include the big moments and the third big. I mean, basically the three big moments that we talked about condensed mm -hmm. into a singular sentence." Love okay. it. Hey, super duper. Good. You've you've stuck with us this far. Let's uh, recap our past predictions. We'll get into our future predictions. We'll end with a five-ish minute clip of the end of the finale. Get your tissues ready. But here's what we predicted. Mike, you said that there was going to be a Darksaber Beskar battle. Bang. Boom. Right on it. Uh, they did not take the Gazanti Freighter. Apparently, the Gazanti Freighter is at the local auto repair shop, never to be seen again because they can't afford it. 
to be put that back on film, likely. <laughs> um, but I still like the way they got to ship, and I also like the way they planned it out. Uh, Grogu does not die, confirmed. There was no jetpack on Tython, confirmed. Uh, and then season three is the Revengers, probably not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. Damien, you also thought Grogu was going to die. You monsters. <laughs> you started this. <laughs> I did. Bo-Katan is back like the Avengers portal scene. That didn't happen one bit. Nope. <laughs> Very anticlimactic on that one. Nothing came They just of... strolled into a cantina. Hey, what's going on? You want to help us? We're not sure. bounty hunters. We're not bounty hunters. <laughs> No, <laughs> nothing came of facial recognition. Not one thing. Yep. This time around, maybe down the line. Um, would you consider this a cliffhanger? I wouldn't. Mm-mm. I consider Mm-mm. it a close. Yeah. Close of a story. That's so. So no cliffhangers, which is what you predicted. You didn't want a cliffhanger. So you're no, but you're I thought we'd sad. Get them. Yeah, you thought we would get them. You're satisfied with this ending then. Um. Grief sad is, is satisfied. Yes, yeah, satisfied. Sad boy season. Uh, <laughs> gr- <laughs> grief just doesn't exist in the show anymore. He directed his episode, got his paycheck, and Carl, Carl Weathers. Carl yes, Weathers, you right? got it right. Oh, my God. I was about to say Edwards. I'm like, that also sounds right. Carl Weathers is out. What is he doing? He's laundering money. money. We don't know. Um, we thought Kara was going, but she's fine. She's just mm-hmm. fine. Uh, Moff makes it out. We all agree to that. Love that. Uh, and Boba Fett, not dead. In fact, very much alive in the best way possible. So I'm glad my battle alarm Boba Fett Mandalorian armor in disguise red herring scapegoat plot point that was very complicated <laughs> did not come to fruition at all. Which just further proves that the We Have Spoken team should not be writing or executive producing anything in the new Disney canon timeline. Maybe the early drafts. Yeah, I got a semi-Muppet scene. A little bit bit of a Muppet scene. The Muppet reunion. (laughs) They went to the cantina, got Bo and uh, Casca, and then they were all in one cockpit looking really crowded. We built this, Grogu. (laughs) Okay. Um, Future predictions. Okay. I've got, I wrote a, a, a blurb. Again, I prepared this some, just, just a few hours ago. So I've got some good stuff. So, Damien, where do you see, that's, it, this is a tough question, because we have, to, we have to structure it. Where do you see Mandalorian Season 3 going? The Mandalorian Season 3 going. We're starting to get gray with offshoots and timeline shifts and and things of that nature but we got to focus in what does our hero do from now on so i think we're gonna get one of two things one we go right into some kind of power struggle in mandalore and a cleanup or we just get an immediate time jump to a couple years in the future and maybe there's still some, uh, you know, some uneasiness there, but we have a somewhat resolution, and then it leads to maybe them getting together. Um, but I also think that everybody, uh, you know, like Heavy Mando, the Armor, I do think that they're on Mandalore, and I think we get a reunion scene with those guys, mm. 
And I also think we don't see Grogu in season three at all. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Good ideas. I'll follow up with some of those ideas in my own section of the future. Michael. I think I think it's going to be mostly about reclaiming Mandalore, too. Um, you're going to get a lot of tension between Bo and Mando. You're... I didn't really write, like, really elaborate... I just... Uh, elaborate uh, predictions. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wrote in, like, random snippets. Obviously, Mo- Moff's going to escape somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... You're going to... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, just wait till I read my sentence and you're going to love it. Uh, The one thing I wanted to point out that I completely forgot about with Noseman's, the scene with him holding the blaster to his chin was very much like the one captain that took the cyanide electricity. Yeah, where's his pill? Huh? So, well, not even that. Who is... Moff taking the orders Ooh. from right now. Another sort of semi-indirect connection to a higher. Power. Yeah, so like he knows if he Dig somebody it. Some, somebody's pissed Dig if it. he's not. So maybe we get. It's not going to be Thrawn because I think Thrawn's going to be more yeah, in the Ahsoka, but yeah. maybe get like a Snoke sighting. Let me let me let me rack my brain racking right now ben solo would be how old right now five five mm-hmm. or six he goes he starts his training i think at 10 i want to say 10 but the story that i know is that he's been influenced from a very young age you could be on to something here friend I think you're going to see. May, I think you are going to see little check-ins on Grogu, and maybe it will be a little time jump where you'll see a young Ben Solo. <gasps> Ooh, with blue butterflies per snaps. Per snaps. <laughs> Interesting. Oh damn! Because the the only reason I say that they're going to do check-ins on Grogu is because too much of a cash cow. To, for Disney to let Grogu just not be in an entire season so of something. Here's here's how I look at it. Put my merchandise cap on that I bought from Disney for fifty extra dollars and I should have spent. <laughs> right now, Grogu is a singularity. He is hasn't changed. Literally, the only character in this show that has not had a costume change. But we're gonna get. Jedi, Grogu, different clothing, a little bit of Beskar armor, I imagine, forged through the galaxy with his Mudhorn, John, insignia. Damien's like, God damn it. <laughs> and that, from a merchandising standpoint, it would make sense to have him grow up a bit, time jumpy, not really see him, and then he comes out with his own little lightsaber, and now I have to buy the Force Effects Elite Grogu lightsaber, and I'm mad, <laughs> and I'm already mad about it, and I can see that from again uh, the the uh, from a director Neil Johnson, who has a little bit of experience in this. Shout out Neil, uh, a little bit of experience in this industry. You don't really make movies off money; you make movies off of merchandising, you know, in TV shows, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So. 
they're already probably I, I would imagine you know just my logic and I'm not saying that you're we're not going to see him maybe we get a hologram maybe he would leave a voicemail <laughs> a voicegram I don't know I don't know what they're called but uh yeah I, I'm with Damien on this and Mike do you have anything else to add with that uh no that's it cool so I, I have the same idea that we don't get any sign of Grogu Grogu is missing from season 3 we don't get a whisper until season four years down the line and not only is it years down the line it was recently confirmed that the book of boba fett will be coming out before mando season three Mm -hmm. speaking of boba fett when that was announced everybody pounced on uh daniel legion uh insta daniel uh, the character actor that played young Boba Fett in the prequels. I commented. <laughs> I commented on him on his uh, Instagram, and I says, "This is this is what I says. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what I says is. Where the heck is it? Oh my gosh, I'm on my wrong account. Why am I on my wrong account? This is stupid. I'm just biding time. I says is it's his his uh, Insta." Daniel Logan. He liked my comment. We'll start there. You ready? Liked it. Say nothing if you'll make a cameo. No need to respond. And he liked it. Do we get young Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett and old Boba Fett, the current Boba Fett meeting? In the Have to. Boba Fett. Have to, right? Must. Have to. Have to. Have to. Love it. It's. I want how he got out of that Sarlacc. Yep. I want the lead up to his armor disappearing. Yep. And a cameo, you know, just of him maybe as a teenager, because the last time we saw him, this kid, um, as a teenager, just trying to make his way through the galaxy. Yeah. I'd, lo- I'd love to see what that story is. I'm looking forward to it. But because it takes place before Mando Season 3... We're going to get the, the the 2022 edition of the Siege of Mandalore. 2022. I don't think we get Mandalore in Season 3 next year at all. Hmm. I, I think, thought they said we were. No? I thought they said they were too, and then they dropped the book of Boba Fett on us, and we didn't know that either. Once again, we're not allowed in the writer's room. That's but awesome. I think... Um, Loud and catering, though. I God. think I think we're going to get it twenty twenty. I just don't. It doesn't make any sense to run them concurrently. Makes no sense. Yeah. Just. I, I mean, they're sense. they're stacking up the Disney shows pretty, the Marvel shows pretty yeah. heavily. Because I mean, we're starting off with WandaVision, and then in March it's yeah. Cap. I mean, or Falcon and Winter Soldier. So Do I they mean, intermingle with each other though? I don't think so. I think and, there's a big time difference between the yeah, two. Yeah, and that's what I think too. So I I agree with you. I think they're going to take back the city. However, it will be united under Mando and not Bo-Katan. <laughs> Drama. But I also think the armor disowns Mando. Ooh. You might have like you might have that clash. That would actually be that would be a great focal point. Sort for... of bringing upon the next civil war, yeah. which is a classic theme. Um, agree with ready ready for the sentence I wrote, Mike. Moff's experiments continue without him. But he escapes somehow. 
We don't know how. He's just going to escape. Somehow, Moth escapes. Mythical. Um, yes. Ooh, that's an interesting. That would be a whoa, what a betrayal. Ugh. Um, and that's what I have. No Grogu, right? Until season four. That's what I have. I think. I think. <laughs> I want to say we're on to something, but I can't confirm this. <laughs> we're just throwing darts at uh at a, you know random ideas right now and seeing what oh sticks. Oh my but god. Oh my everything god. sounds plausible though yeah. that's the thing and that's the best part about this like you know the fan speculation for yeah. right now what could be um and then you know seeing if we're either wrong or right and you know in terms of like my predictions i'm so glad i was wrong yeah. i was super satisfied with <laughs> with everything that happened this season well almost everything um as we as we finish up and we're getting to the point where we're approaching two hours thank you for sticking with us uh, comicbook.com reported Star Wars shows adopting Marvel formula for the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and Rangers of the New Republic. I posted, well, duh, the formula works. It's math. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you follow the formula? It's proven yeah. that when you write good stories and intermingle crosses and whatever, that people will pay attention to it. So God bless them for just going, why not us? Why not? Mm-hmm. Why the hell not? You know? They're they're entering into... They're, it's amazing. No one... I mean, if you think about it, no one thought... Well, I don't know about no one. I'm gonna, That's a generalization. This is a hard timeline to be in. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. You've, got, you've got the very vocal fans who refuse to accept the sequel trilogy, but mm-hmm. love Mandalorian and what it's doing knowing that it eventually leads to The Force Awakens and how it gets there, but continue to poo-poo the sequel trilogies based on, and I think we agree to this, the uh, lackadaisical story-rushed telling of said story. What are they to do? How do they weave it? I'm interested. And you know me, and I know you. We're all going to watch it. You know, of course. I haven't really been disappointed, you know, yet. Nope. You know, it's it's curious. It's curious. Okay. And there's no better person than uh, John Favreau to lead it. I mean, he right. literally did Iron Man and that launched the MCU. Yeah. And now Mandalorian, like you said, Sean, like weeks, probably months ago at this point, like Mandalorian, everything's going to run through it. And it's it's incredible because all of a sudden we get all these show drops like Rangers and Ahsoka, Book of Boba Fett, and you know it, it's going to tie in and it's going to make one cohesive story. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's awesome. It's, I mean, honestly, it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Whether yeah. you like the old ones, or you know, everyone loves the old ones, you know. But if you are against the sequel trilogy, I think now is just you know, regardless of your opinion, a great time to be a Star Wars fan. And I even said to you guys that I am now more excited for the series than I don't think, than I think I ever was for any of the sequel. I'm not saying, I'm not, you know, poo-pooing on the sequel trilogy, but just the way this story unfolded and how much it opened the Star Wars world, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is just putting the movies to shame. Oh, it is. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and and I think at the same time, and we've talked about it, they're also attempting to repair it. They are. 
mm-hmm. showing the first order transports, um, cloning, mm-hmm. dark saber, fixing some things in Clone Wars, tidying some stuff up, showing Luke. You know, it's the only thing that again goes back to I think hopes and hopes not. Like, what the hell are they going to do with Grogu? How does he finally fit into this story? Does Grogu show up in episode 11, episode 10, episode 12, in the next trilogy? I don't know. But it would be damn cool. Maybe. Would it? I don't know. I think if they, you know, I... Because he's well, supposed to live to 900. Trust the process. Supposed to live to 900. He has yep. the capabilities. That's his species. But was he done so because of Ben at the Jedi Temple? Uh, I can confirm that according to the... <laughs> putting my nerd glasses on. The Rise of Kylo Ren comic book confirmed that Ben had nothing to do with the destruction of the Jedi Temple. That Ooh. it was a planted explosion. Somebody exploded it. I'm not saying he didn't perish there. But it wasn't him. In fact, the first scene we see... God. Snoke is like in a garden with like a Jeff cap on. Not even... I'm not even kidding. Blue he's, butterflies? He's... Ooh, and I gotta look. Um, he's got like this weird Jeff cap on. And he's like very like philosophical. He's not very mean. Because this is early in Kylo Ren's... Or Ben Solo's career. You know? And it basically shows how he got hooked up with the Knights of Ren. And then became the leader of the Knights of Ren, which is brutal in, in how he had to go about doing it. He had to kill three of his friends at the Jedi Temple. So he did kill people. Right. But, I mean, no mention of Grogu. I also don't think Grogu's going to be at this temple by the time that happens. I think yeah. he's going to be el- elsewhere, back in hanging out with Mando, you know, taking the pledge to be a Mandalorian with Jedi powers. Anyways. Everybody take a breath. Everybody meditate a little bit. Feel the force flow through you. Allow Maz Kanata's voice, Lupita Nyong'o, to put some rest. We, we can now rest for a little bit as Mandalorian Season 2 comes to its conclusion. Highly entertaining. Really no weeks off. You could argue that the first three episodes were like more story building episodes not exactly you know final you know if we knew what was happening in season 8 or episode 8 episode 16 pardon me by the way I love that it's chapters and it is continuation so like chapter 17 chapter 18 chapter 19 you know what I mean it's just a continuation of the book however if the book of Boba Fett starts with chapter 17 I'm going to be shook I'm going to be honest with you (laughs) (laughs) that's that's going to mess me up um yeah, we had a great se- we had a great season, and I had a great yeah. I had a great time with you this time around. Oh, I love the format. Oh, we I was awesome. we got we got good at this. <laughs> there, the bouncing back and forth, like the actual live conversation, yeah. I think helps the format. Absolutely helps because we hone in on certain things, and it was yeah. cool to see what we agreed on because we didn't. You know, it's not like we pre-planned. Like, oh, no. you say this, I say that. No, totally we organic. We don't see anybody's we just notes. Go into everything. Yep. You know, we all had different. You know, different points. We all agreed on stuff. We disagreed on stuff, and that's what it's about, man. That's what being a fan is about. Yeah, 
it's it's really wonderful the the this organic conversation and i know we're going a little long um i i i, I got i mean we were we're pulling in good listenership the mandalorian really does a this is a good conversation we're happy that you're here new listeners old listeners welcome on in in fact director neil gave us a five star review on apple just the other day He's working nice. on a five-foot spaceship to scale for his next movie. He sent me a picture. Very awesome stuff. And I'm like, I just build Legos. I follow instructions. This is about my <laughs> modeling that I do. Hey, we've reached the end. Mike, any final thoughts? Nothing. I'm just really excited to, uh, you know, Sleep on Friday mornings now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Spoilers. Yes. Spoiler alert. Back of my eyelids. Spoiler alert. Dames, final thoughts. Uh, don't don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And as we transition outside of chapter sixteen. Uh, we'll allow the last five to six minutes of this episode to wash you over. Luke has already arrived. He is, has gone through the dark troopers. He is now opening the doors to the bridge. And whatever happens next, happens next. So grab your Kleenex. Grab your tissues. It's been a great season, everybody. Thanks for listening. We have spoken. Make sure you follow us on the Instagram at the Tech at Dupree. Seven two one two one, yes. And at MJ Mateo thirteen. Yeah. I didn't write this down. This was great. Everybody did not write that down. Uh make sure you subscribe and follow on the podcast. If you can give a five star review or just any review, that'd be great. Let us know you're listening. Thank you to everybody who contributed to our one sentence summary. It's been a blast. We're gonna be back. A preview to next episode. Might not be next week, might be a couple weeks from now, but we're going to go through back through our original predictions of season two and make fun of ourselves. It should be a blast, a blasty blast, as they would say. So thank you, everybody. Once again, Damien, Mike, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I know it takes a lot of time to do this, and I appreciate, you know, your efforts and you making it happen because we all have young kids. It's nearly impossible sometimes. So we did it. This is the way. We'll see you next time on the other side. May the force be with you. And enjoy The Last Jedi. Jedi? I am. Come, little one. He doesn't want to go with you. He wants your permission. He is strong with the Force, but talent without training is nothing. I will give my life to protect the child, but he will not be safe until he masters his abilities. 
you go on. That's who you belong with. He's one of your kind. I'll see you again. I promise. be with you. safety deemed such destruction. You must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. The 
the songs of eons past, tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. for a child. Wherever I go, he goes. So I've heard. Star Wars by MRC Tech, created by Sean, found on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, can be streamed from mrctechllc.com. Follow Sean and MRC Tech on all the socials. Search out MRC Tech and you will surely find them. Catch all the exciting Star Wars action in a podcast form. But don't forget, MRC Tech also streams content like games and Lego builds and is also a tech specialist. Reach out if you ever need help. Music provided by Incompetech, the Baltic House Orchestra, Pandemics, and ChillHop.com. Copyrighted 2020. Cheers, and may the Force be with you.